Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 240 and today's topic is Power Book 2 Ghost, Season 3, Episode 4, titled The Land of Opportunity. The description reads, the Tejadas and Davis discuss how they're going to handle Whitman. Drew sets up a risky deal with the help of a family friend. The Rico team gets a lead. Diana is encouraged to break ties with her family. So y'all already know how we do. We about to get into it. We about to break it down. Dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform. After that, I will play the trailer for episode five. And then I have a sleeper for you guys in my show button style shout out to the pod father as always if you need to get in touch with me my facebook is alicia shanice my instagram is alicia shanice reviews my email is alicia shanice reviews 13 at gmail.com you can inbox dm or email me if you have any recap requests with that being a tv show movie docuseries or music album or if you have anything that you're working on that you would like for me to shout out with that being businesses brands music whatever just hit me up free of charge i show love to who shows loved me and i love whom loves me so all you got to do is hit me up i'll get you know whatever you're working on um out or i'll you know get your recap request out um don't forget to follow my music playlist they are exclusively on spotify you type in shanice loves you click on um one playlist will populate i know if you click on that picture profile it'll take you to the rest of them and it's every i got every genre you know your girl got some long range music here so check out my music playlist and if you listen to the podcast on spotify please click the follow button for me that will really help me out so on that note let's get into the show and let's go ahead and talk power book two ghost episode four Hey y'all, it's your girl Shanice and I'm just coming in and checking in with y'all to remind y'all to protect y'all energy as I always say. Life is at, you know, we have very different stresses at all time high. Why not go ahead and take you guys a nice vacation at a reasonable price with a trusted travel agent, you know? And that could be a solo trip, a trip with your boo thing, a family trip, a girl's trip, a guy's trip, whatever. Just let me let y'all know this right now. Visit tbookedit, T-B-B-O-O-K-E-D-I-T. Follow them on Instagram, on Instagram, or you can send them an email at tbbookedit at gmail.com. The world is a beautiful place. Let them go ahead and help you discover it. Go ahead and release those stress vibes and go ahead and enjoy your vacation. At TB Booked It, they got all the reasonable deals. And just let them know, your girl Shanice, she sent you there. One mic. All I need is one mic. All I need. All I need is one mic. All I need. 
I'm a morning. Wipe the cold out my eye. See who's this page of me and why. It's my nigga Pop from the Papa Shop. Told me he was in the game. All right, y'all. Let's get into this episode. So, it opens up with Reek at Weston's Holdings. And we see orders are ramping up fast. Then it shows Effie holding it down at the warehouse, yelling at the dude Tiny about underserving the custos, showing him how to pack up an eight ball. Now, this thing was cool, show Effie on her boss shit. But I'm just thinking like, okay, Effie, you know, she a little college girl. She out there getting it. Y'all know I love me some Effie. But the dude, Tiny, it looked like he should already know how to bag some shit up. I'm just like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't like he new to the block. So I was like, eh, okay. I'm showing, I'm loving that they showing, you know, Effie on her ball stuff and holding her own. But it just looked like the dude, Tiny, should have already knew it, you know? So then it goes back to Weston Holdings. And we see Reek standing there like a little ghost, you know, like his father in the making. I mean, he got the little suit on just like ghosts would wear. And he's standing at the top of the steps looking all fly, looking at the business run, just like ghosts used to stand on the top of the stairs at Truth, just looking down. So, you know, I liked it that. I liked it that. They're kind of showing the becoming of his father, you know, like him, you know, becoming doing what his father used to do, taking on his mannerisms, taking on his business models, just, you know, slowly turning into James St. Patrick. However, James St. Patrick, his upbringing was way different than Reek's, but it's just showing, you know, the apple don't fall too far from the tree. You know, no matter how much he despises his father, he's slowly turning into his father. Um, then we see Lorenzo, Drew, and Kane. They um have Monet blindfolded and they walking her into her surprise. And I liked it how uh Lorenzo was behind her and was like, I love you, baby. And she was like, I love you too. Like we just know, okay, y'all happy for the moment. Like he kept expressing his love for her during this episode. So it's just going to be heartbreaking when she finds out the truth, which is she is slowly learning as we seen towards the end of this episode. So he, you know, takes the blindfold off and we see Zeke's mural and she is so excited. We know Monet loved her some Zeke and, you know, up walks Diana. She, you know, apologizes for being late. She got her little pretty little flowers. You know, she running late from school, probably had to catch the bus. As soon as, as soon as Diana walks up, Monet just rolls her eyes. And then up walks Whitman, harassing her as usual. Once again, Whitman is going to harass Monet off the clock, on the clock, on suspension, off suspension, on desk duty. You know, he's going to harass Monet. This is his MO. When Carrie was alive, he harassed her at all costs. So... You know, she goes to threatening him, like, you know, you on suspension, I'm report this. He could care less. He don't give a damn. And the crazy part, as everybody just threatens Whitman, he don't care. So he walk off like, you know what? It is, but you know, her boys, of course, her husband boys, they all stand up for her. Diana just looking. But the crazy part is that nobody acknowledged Diana or her flowers. Monet just tells her, like, go back to school, little girl. This is a private family meeting. Go back to school. That's what you wanted, right? I'm <laughs> just like, 
damn, Monet. I mean, I know Diana pissed us off last season, but you kind of just feel a little bad for Diana because <laughs> ain't nobody really messing with her but Salim. And Salim is mad weird. I mean, when we just, you know, kind of step back and look, like, poor Diana, you know, nobody is paying her any attention. Yeah, she she overstepped last season, but she lost her virginity. Even Tariq don't pay her no attention. Just Diana just is alone, you know. So they all go into the bar and, you know, they get Monet caught up on the business because now she's ready to get back to work. She thinks that, you know, she ended up killing Zeke's murderer, but we know that wasn't his true killer. So, you know, now she just like, let's get back to the business. Now, when they get her caught up, she warns these fools. Working with the Castillos is a bad idea. Evelyn assumes that they killed, you know, her husband, Frank, and that's their dad. Like, why even bring them into the business? That's just going to start stuff. It's going to bring all type of commotion. They ain't hearing it, though. And Kane, he calling all the shots, and, you know, she just jumping back in the business. So she like, hold on, what the hell going on? Lorenzo, you co-signing all this shit? <laughs> and he like, let's just... It's working for now, Monet. So when they walk out, she just kind of look at Drew and Drew like, man, they've been acting weird lately. Whatever Kane says, Poppy says it, and he gives me the orders to do it. So Monet is hella confused, but she can't really put her all into it right now because she's worried about Whitman. So we get into the next scene, and I must say, Sax and Jenny, they are something else. They so cute together to me. <laughs> I like Sax and Jenny. I mean, of course, we're not supposed to like them on how the show is set up, but we need characters like this. And they just do it. I, I just like how they play off each other. So they're out, um, you know, for dinner. But basically, you know, he's doing his little reporting. And we see Blanco keeps calling. Well, Blanco calls her once. So she takes the phone call and goes to check in with Blanco. But then we see Lauren steady blowing up her CI phone. So Sax, you know, he knows he, Sax is a little whip whip. So he paying attention to everything. He go in her purse. He take a screenshot of the picture um, to see, you know, the number. So we know something is going to come out of that. But he got, you know, the, the phone number on his phone. Now, he does show her that he got the picture of Reek, Davis, and Monet meeting together. So, we know she's going to use that for her Rico case. They also talk about um, Davis' brother, Theo Rollins. So, Sax is starting to get a little jealous. We see um, in the next scene, Reek got a brand new Porsche. So, he is no longer a black man walking. <laughs> So now I guess the fans are pretty pleased because that's all they cried about is Reek don't have a car. We tired of him walking. And uh, y'all know I used to watch all of Courtney Kemp live streams when she talked about the show. And she like, if you really from New York, you know, or grew up in New York, you know, it's common for people not to have car. They always catching the sub, the subway trains or cabs. Like it's not really as big as a deal as you think it is. You have to be from New York to understand it. So she really wasn't tripping on the car part of it especially with him being in college, but we see that they kind of threw that in there for the fans because that was a big deal. And he has a flashy-ass car for a college student who ain't, you know, got his inheritance yet. <laughs> so we see Kane pretty much tricks Effie into admitting she was the one who got rid of Lauren. And you can tell Kane, Kane likes Effie a lot. He likes Effie a lot. I don't I, I think he he likes Effie a lot and he respects her. She pleads with him not to tell Tariq, and I don't think he's going to do it. 
you know, he just kind of tells her, like, yeah, call me at the, uh, that conversation so I can see how stuff went. So when they go in the warehouse, we got Obi. He come in talking shit as usual, you know, um, Jones and on everybody, <laughs> especially Brayden. So he just has no respect for them. He look at them like they little peasants, their kids. They, you know, Mecca was this big arms dealer, drug dealer, guns dealer, you know, informant. Mecca was all of this. And now he's working with these college kids. So he, he has no respect for them. Now they get an addition to their re-up. No, um, they get the weight of course, but they also got to move some guns. He like, you said you would replace Mecca. That's what Mecca did. So, you know, Rick ain't really feeling it. He liked to say my lane, but Kane and Drew decide to take it to the streets. So we get into the next scene and we go to the classroom. The topic of discussion is America, the land of the opportunity, just like the title of this episode. We get a few volunteers about their life and then, you know, their life goals. And basically we just see the advantages and disadvantages and we see where everyone landed. Tariq ended up being towards the front. Effie was all the way in the back. This will play a major fact in this series, this episode. Well, not this episode. This, where they stood off at, how she was way in the back and he was in the front. It showed the privileges that he came from where she had to struggle to even get there. She even stepped back when they was like, who was on, you know, government assistance. So it's going to play a factor as the season progresses. <clears throat> so we get into, you know, everybody kind of talking, Bashandria, she was towards the back, um, you know, just the whole little class dynamic. And then after that, Reek and Effie, they kind of talk after class and they just talk about the end game. Effie, like, you know what? She eventually wants to go to legit. She wants to go after grad school. She wants to move to Cali. And she, Effie really is trying this time. She really cares for Reek. And she almost tells him the truth. And she doesn't do it until he tells her that he accepts her for her. And we could tell she never really had acceptance before. Like everything she had to go through, she had to get it on her own and hustle on her own. And probably when she did mess up, people just dropped her. So you could just tell that meant a lot for her because that's when she decided to open up. But of course, his phone goes off as usual. And it's Lucas yelling about that damn internship. So she doesn't tell him. <laughs> but normally he'd be like, I got to go. I got to go. But he did say, you know, no, tell me what we, we got to talk about. So we get into the next scene. It's still at the college. And Lorenzo shows up at Diana's room. We see, you know what I'm saying? She she kept her word. She sold the product. But this fool brings her two more bricks. And she's like, no, puppy. No. And my man like, hold on. What you think you too good now that you Ivy League? And I was just like, damn, did he really say that to his baby girl? <laughs> he has to remind her don't forget how school is even getting funded diana just kind of want to go to school she want to step away from that life but we see you know her her dad ain't letting her so we see monet she meets up with davis and they make a game plan she needs davis to break in with miss crib so they can cut they can recover any documents he has on her and of course he like hold on no 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 i didn't say i would do it you need to do it. But once she throw a few bands at him, oh, 
his mood changes real quick because we know davis cash rules everything around me niggas get the cream dollar dollar bills y'all listen davis is all about the money once you throw the bands oh he can be a criminal he can be an arms dealer he can uh, sell shit at the auction davis is about his money so he um ends up talking her actually into getting Diana to help her. And she like, Diana, she don't want to mess with her daughter. And he like, yeah, that's the only one of the Tejadas who don't have a rap sheet. So Lucas meets up with RSJ, the richest man, the richest black man in America. And he meets up with them with Tariq being his little mascot, his little black mascot. So we see RSJ, he is not pleased, especially with the little Elon Musk crack Lucas uh, said. And RSJ and him and Tariq, they kind of, you know what I'm saying, they kind of filling each other out. And it was interesting to hear him say, like, what would the great Saint uh, James St. Patrick think of this? He even knew about James St. Patrick's estate. You know, that he left Reek. He knew about the, the building down there in Queens. So, Iris Jaden did his homework, you know. So, after the meeting, when he declines the offer, Lucas is pissed. And we see Lucas' true colors showing that undercover racist shit. Now, remember, I was giving Lucas, you know, a little bit of praise. I'm like, okay, he seemed like he the cool uncle. But, you know... We see he ain't shit either. He going to end up being just like his brother. He just undercover with his. So he demands Reek to, you know, get RSJ on board or his bye-bye for his internship. So Monet goes to see Diana for help. And Monet just, Monet just don't like her daughter. <laughs> I'm sure she loves her, but she doesn't like her. <laughs> So she tells her, you know, like she need help with Whitman and Diana like, but mom, you hurt me. You know, Monet like, look, little girl. <laughs> I love when she be like, look, little girl. <laughs> she like, I was grieving. I'm sorry. Damn, is you going to help me or not? So of course, you know, it goes off leaving us wondering like what Diana going to do. Cause we know she can be a little bit unpredictable herself. So we get to the next scene and we see Drew. He tries to push up on a dude, uh, Gordo. And, you know, dude, like, hold on. Ain't we supposed to be like play cousins? But in walks Kane and Lorenzo. So he tells them about the guns. And, you know, dude, uh, Goro tells him, like, he knows some white dudes. And, he, you know, they like in a white malicious group. So, you know, he, he can get the guns to them, but they're going to need a white face to go up and down. And we know Kane definitely has that with Brayden. So Tariq goes to see Tate. And it's always going to be Tate for me. I Listen, Tate, he played his damn role. So he go to see Tate to get some information on RSJ. And one thing I love about Tate <laughs> is he going to go straight from politician to old dog, back to politician within seconds. He like, the game is to be sold, not told, young brother. <laughs> I mean, he straight extorted young Tariq real quick. Like, well, you know, I'll make that call to that nice detective. <laughs> and, you know, he tells him, weekly donations, five bands. Send that bread, my nigga. I was like, oh, my God. And then he'd be like, okay, thanks for voting. <laughs> he goes straight back to politician. So I'm hoping, I'll, man, I feel like they dropped the ball. 
when not given that spinoff for influence. They dropped the fucking ball with that because, I mean, with the with the power expanding into this big universe, to go into like dirty politics would have been everything, especially in New York. I feel like Stars dropped the ball with that. Hopefully, Fifty can take it somewhere else because that show would have been amazing. And I'm hoping that they keep you know Lorenz Tate on playing the character of Tate because he does an amazing job as Councilman Tate. And his one-liners just be amazing. And I love the chemistry him and Michael Rainey Jr. had together when they're uh, filming. So we get into the next scene. And we got Sax and Jenny. They out for um, drinks. We see Lauren continues to blow up uh, uh, Jenny's phone. And Sax is like, who keeps calling you? Are you fucking somebody else? And Jenny is like, you know what? I'm not fucking anybody else. But with this behavior, I wish I was fucking anybody but you. I was like, damn, Jenny, you ate that. You ate that, sis. <laughs> but we see, you know what I'm saying? She kind of cared a little bit too because she showed, took sex right to Blanca or Blanco, Blanca. And as soon as um they seen each other, Blanca like, what the hell is he doing here? We know Blanca don't mess with sex. That's the reason why she got, you know, a demotion and everything. So they don't mess with each other, but they got one common enemy, Tariq St. Patrick, and they all got to work together. So Lauren has been stuck at a safe house. She's been stuck there with no Wi-Fi and only some spam. I was like, well, goddamn, spam. <laughs> So Lauren is going through it. And when Jenny come in and she shows her the pictures of Reek and Effie, Lauren decides she hate everybody in the world, especially Reek and that bitch Effie, as she says. <laughs> and she gets to give all the information she can think of. She even gets to give the information of the color socks Tariq wore last year at 3 p.m. I mean, she gives it all. She gives it all. She even includes La Diana <laughs> on the rooftop. So now we see Jenny. She has the information of the rooftop and we know Effie is working that rooftop. So we're going to see where that leads. So we see Lorenzo and Kane, they go back and forth. And Kane, he's taking a, things a bit too far still. And Lorenzo kind of got to give him that Franklin Saint speech like, you know what? You my son and all, but I built this shit brick by brick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This was my brains who built this. And he like, you lucky you my son. So they kind of, you know what I'm saying, go head to head. But Kane is just taking that power to a whole nother level <laughs> and it's just like um calm, calm down son calm, calm down but that did make you appreciate the ending even more so we see diana she has an intimate moment with the weird salim and salim is just weird i can't put my finger on what's up with him i've been seeing a lot of comments like he could be a ci um that's a little far-fetched for me i don't i don't know he could be but all I can say is he's just weird. He pressuring her to cut ties with her family. But, dude, you don't even fucking know her. Like, dude, is he just weird. You know, he weird. So after that, Diana goes to meet with Whitman. And, baby, she worked his ass. We see he was on the phone asking for a partial fingerprint before she walked up. So that played a major part towards the end. But she basically works him and, you know, gets the plan in motion for him to break into Monet's house. And it's, you know, it's convincible because her and Monet 
their own eyes and she like they don't even allow her in the house no more so he 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 falls for it so we end up seeing the gun deal begins it kind of goes from scene to scene they get Brayden to do it Brayden walk up looking like a clown in front of Lorenzo and they you know him and Monet both had looked at him when Monet first met him <laughs> last season and when Lorenzo met him they like is this a joke this 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 dude is just too eager you know <laughs> Brayden he I don't know but I have to say when Brayden went in and did the job with the little you know proud boy group Brayden did do an amazing job like he didn't take no shit from them. He like, we doing a deal or what? No questions, you know? So I did like how Brayden handled it. So they actually have, well, Kane actually has Drew stand down. And Lorenzo was looking like, you know what? That's not a good idea. But we kind of see how it played out. Lorenzo had to really use his brains. Like, let me just make think, let me just let Kane think he's in control. But let me tell Drew and them to show up later because we definitely going to need some backup. So um, we see in the next thing, Blanco, she gets the tip about the gun deal because she got a CI working in there. So she she handles that while Jenny goes to handle, you know, the rooftop. The, the information she got from Lauren, little snitch, though. So we see Tariq's persistence gets RSJ on board using a QCP building. So I cannot wait to see where that leads us. And we see, because he don't want that building for nothing. And, you know, that's going into the original Power Series. So I can't see, you know, how RSJ and reek play off each other. It could be kind of like how Ghost was with Simon Stern. It's going to be interesting. So we talked about Braden. He did a really good job. And when he was leaving, one of the Proud Boys actually got a picture of him. So we know towards the end, one of the dudes was alive and a CI. So now they got pictures of Braden. So they about to put this whole little Rico case together. And the plan goes left when Braden leaves because they lead up to the hotel but i have to say lorenzo held it down he held it down he saved kane's life i mean lorenzo held it down when they got the busting at them and then drew and gordo pulled up gordo got hit they helped we see renzo he he put he put all that in motion so that speech he did give kane about i built this shit brick by brick even though that was franklin saint speech but you know that's kind of what lorenzo said <laughs> He 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 still very much got it. You know, he just was he had to learn, like, you know what, can't think he in charge. I can't tell him nothing. So all I gotta do is just do what I gotta do and he'll appreciate it later. Because if he wouldn't have sent Drew and Gerdo to come up, Kane would have been dead. And he's and he he's seen that. So in the next scene, we see that they had a very nice heart to heart. And Kane thanks him. Lorenzo tells him, like, you know what, no matter what, you my firstborn. Well, always have you so Kane tells me you know what no more bullshit your secret is safe with me secret is safe with me so we get into the next thing not a plan with Monet child <laughs> I ain't gonna lie I did not want her to kill Whitman I was I get Whitman was an asshole, but I was enjoying Whitman's character. He was so funny. Like, he was just comical as hell because he was so obsessed. And when she shot him, she's like, tell your bitch Carrie. I said, what up? <laughs> Diana was pissed. Monet, like, hit me. 
She's like, Mom, what? She hit me. Say less. She punched the shit out of Monet. And you can tell Monet. She's like, hold on, Mom, you okay? You okay? <laughs> so I love that scene, but I just, I thought it was a little too early to kill Whitman off. But they do have a lot of things going on this season. So, you know, maybe that was just time. It was time to wrap up that character. But I enjoy Whitman myself. I did. He was funny. And I loved it how he would test Monet because you don't see nobody on this show testing her like that. And the way how he would just fuck with her is just I loved every minute of it. So even when Davis arrived, he like, no, nah, I didn't tell you. This wasn't part of the plan. And she like, he was threatening me. <laughs> he like, you know what? You a bad bitch. <laughs> But even the way Whitman broke into that goddamn house like he was a damn Ninja Turtle and shit, I said, I said Whitman, he was just funny, you know. So I'm gonna miss seeing Whitman on the show, but you know it is what it is. So then we get a nice little sweet moment. Yeah, listen, don't don't judge me. I like Reek and Effie together. I like Reek and Effie together. They just have a nice little moment. And Effie really wants to be honest with Reek. She really wants to be honest with Reek. And, you know, they have a little nice moment. They talk about their future and, you know, him coming to Cali eventually with her when she go to grad school. And she just get to smile like, for real. <laughs> but they end up, you know, having a little nice night together. And in the middle of the night, she wakes up and she texts Kane. Now, he at the bar telling the girl, you know, giving her all type of dreams, you know, like, you know, them old school lines. Girl, I know you must have been tired because you was walking through my dream all night. <laughs> he up there telling her, like, I would get rid of anybody for you. Then Effie calling. He like, oh, you know, get, bye. Get, get on out of here. Bye. <laughs> so he get happy when he see Effie named pop across his phone but it's just to let him know like you know what please do not tell Tariq I ain't never had nobody in my corner like this before he's the only one who hold it down for me you are ruining me if you do this but when he he texts her back this little look he had was very sincere you know um it was sincere just like I know Kane can be a trip, but it was sincere, just like it was when he was talking to Renzo. Like, you know what, Pops, I got you. When he texted Effie back, he just had that look like, you know what, I got you. I ain't, I ain't even going to play you out like that. You you handled your job, even though she didn't. Lauren is still alive. But he seemed like he was going to be sincere. So I don't know if when, you know when Tariq finds out, he's going to be pissed. He cared about Lauren. So that might be their breakup. And then maybe she might fall in Kane's arms. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm wishing that because I like me some Rick and Effie together. So um, we see one of the white guys survive. I'm thinking that was her uh, Blanca CI. And we know he got the picture of Brayden. So he probably about to give her all type of intel. But it ends with Monet. She's staying at the penthouse now. And... She can't go back home until it's marked as not a crime scene because she did murder a cop. So, you know, her and Drew have a moment and he like, my, you sure you good? And after he walk away, Renzo walk up and Renzo, like this episode, he kept telling her how much he loved her. Like with sincerity, like, baby, I love you. You know, he feels terrible. It was an accident killing Zeke. But before he walked up, that's when she got that document back and she got a call. Davis like, hold on, you seen this shit? 
what the fuck is Renzo Park? He like, hold on. <laughs> I said, like, hold on. Before you go there, hold on. Let's let's do this. And then Renzo walk up and it's his partial fingerprint at Zeke's crime scene. So we pretty much know episode five, probably towards the end. She's gonna <laughs> she's gonna know her husband killed her son. Um, let's talk about the trailer. Well, let's play the trailer for next week, and then I have a, a sleeper for you guys in my show button style. Um, let me see, I have the the trailer right here. Mm-hmm. Make sure there ain't no ad playing. You know how them ads be popping up. All right, here's the trailer for next week, episode five. But let me start it over so that ad was in the way. Let me see. What you got for me? How'd you did a kill Zeke? The source doesn't get more reliable than this. I cannot believe that we're in Italy. What the hell are you doing here? Well, I don't need to find a party. Party finds me. I find you spy in my library. <laughs> you have what you promised? I need my friend first. <laughs> be careful about your next moves. You never know who could be watching. All right, that's episode five trailer. Y'all, I don't know. I really don't know. I well, it show Reek and um Braden and Effie, they gonna be out of town in Italy. I'm imagining they gonna meet up with Noma. Uh and um Noma gonna uh had him on some type of other stuff. Uh show Braden getting in some mess. And then um look like Monet gonna put uh Reek up to locating on who who if the dude from GTD really did kill um, Zeke. Now, they already put a sneak peek out for next episode. You know how they be recent releasing those clips. And it showed Kane and um, Lorenzo talking about the dude was really out of town and when they killed when Zeke was murdered. So, yeah, Monet, I bet you by next episode, She's going to end up finding out everything right when it goes off and leave us with a cliff, cliffhanger. I hope you guys enjoyed this recap. Sorry I was a few days late getting it out. Um, I'll be back on Thursday for Snowfall and then Friday for Bel Air. And then I'll try to get power out either Saturday or Sunday. So we'll keep our little normal routine. I do have a sleeper for you guys. I'm thinking that... Let's keep it. Let's keep it East Coast. Let's keep it East Coast. I started with some Biggie. I had just left the gym, so I was listening to some '90s hip hop. So I'ma play something off my '90s hip hop playlist. Do some East Coast, you know. Niggas. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh. Grab your dick if you 
Kim verse get off y'all players anthem junior mafia that was my sleeper in my joe button style shout out to motherfucking pie father all right y'all i hope you guys enjoyed my recap i hope you guys enjoyed the sleeper i will be back on thursday it's you know the new week please please protect your energy if you have anybody in your life who is an enemy to your energy 
anybody in your life who is an enemy to your energy, please dismiss their ass. It is the season for putting yourself first and not in a selfish way, just saying you only have one life to live and you know, you just have no time for distractions. It's all about leveling up. It's all about putting out good energy so it can be returned back to you, treating people right, treating people how you want to be treated, but not getting taken advantage of, going after your dreams, not let anybody tell you what you can't do because you can do anything through the strength of God. If you pray, you believe, you go for it. Believe me. It's going to be bad days. I get it. I have them. I've had them. <laughs> And I'm trying a new method. I can share it with you guys. It's been working, but it's brand new. If I have, with me, I have to train my mind with baby steps. So if I have something that's been bothering me or just something I need to work on, I put myself on a 30-day challenge, kind of like a 30-day fast where I talk to God about it and, you know, make a vow, kind of discipline. So like one, um, I, I, it's self-discipline and it's whatever you choose to do. Like I know I went 30 days where I said, no, I will not put no meat in my body, not for 30 days. So I did that. I had something that was really bothering my spirit. And I said, you know what? This is bothering me and it's pissing me off and it's not making me feel like myself. And I know it's nothing but the enemy. So what I, that certain situation that was bothering me, I said, I'm not going to acknowledge it. I won't think about it. Uh, I won't even give it any, any, any type of attention. So, you know, it's kind of hard to do that. So I said for 30 days, if that crosses my mind, shake it off and I won't mention it. And, you know, so, so just examples of what I've been doing, 30 day steps. Maybe you might need to start off with three day steps. Just if you have something that you need to rid yourself of or just to discipline yourself, take away something you love. Like I love, I can eat chicken and green beans. I love me some baked chicken, fried chicken, whatever. So I'm like, no, no meat. You know, this is all about discipline, dedication. So, you know, either take away something you love for a week to start off with. Or if you have something that's bothering you and it just feel like it's eating you up, we all have that. Try not to even give it any attention. And then when you realize it and you focus to where, okay, I made it this amount of time without thinking about it, without even acknowledging it. If I did it for one week, I could do it for two. If I did it for two weeks, no, this, this doesn't even matter. I can go about my life this way. So that's just something that I've been doing. I just want to share it with you guys because we are family. I love my podcast family and I'm working on the ways how I could be the best version of myself, grow as a person. So if I come, you know, see stuff that is helping me improve or things that are working for me, I'm going to share it with you. And if you guys have things that you're working on, spread that love back. You know, that's how we grow as people. We, we share our journeys. We, you know, be each other vessels, you know, and spread the love, spread the journey, spread the encouragement. So that's why I always say, please put yourself first. Like, know that this is your season. You can accomplish what you want to if you put your mind to it. And if you have anybody who is telling you what you can't do, they do not need to be around you. They don't. So I love you guys. I thank you for your support. If you have anything that you're working on that you need me to shout out, please let me know so I can do that. Any recap requests, let me know. I'll, I'll keep you guys uh, uh, updated with the book. I have a lot going on with that as well. Um, I, I'll share that with you later. 
Um, also, please, if you listen to the podcast on Spotify, hit that follow button for me. It will really help your girl out. So I'll be back on Thursday. And it's your girl, Shanice. And I'm out. Help you enjoy the show with your girl, Shanice. Thank you.